2: Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to tirerack.com/sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you, one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, and coming up on the show with LeVar Arrington and myself, Jonas Knox. We're going to take a look at the potential end of an era coming up later on tonight in the NFL. Is this the last dance in primetime potentially for Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers? We will discuss. We're also going to take a look at how Taysom Hill may have shown up, another quarterback in the NFL. I'm not trying to cause problems, but it looks like it might happen. A historic return potentially in the works. We've got an up update on aaron Rodgers and his feelings about how he treated the chicago bears last time why they should stop crying about it the great albert breer is going to stop by and of course the usuals we're going to have the scraps in case you missed it all of it coming up on this thursday edition of two pros and a cup of joe right here on fox sports radio now let's
0: get this party started. you're listening to fox sports radio
1: so we could be seeing the very last glimpse of a Hall of Fame career as we know it. We'll get into all of that here. Coming up in just a couple of moments from now, it's two pros and a cup of joe. Fox Sports Radio, no Brady Quinn today. It's just me and sticks, Knox and sticks. Myself and LeVar Arrington taking you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific on Fox Our Sports Knox. Radio. Our uh, Knox and uh, sticks. <laughs> iHeart Radio. Yeah. And, uh, hundreds of Fox Sports sports radio uh, affiliates all across the country. What's up, Sticks?
3: Hard Knocks does it the hard way, baby. Traffic accidents, hope they're okay out there. They can't hold my boy back. He just comes in and does what he does. He popped up, jumped on the mic, cracked the microphone, and look at what you did, man. You're just making radio go right out the gate, Hard Knocks. Let's Hey, go. man,
1: uh, I Let's don't know go. what it is, but uh, rain does weird things to people in out California. here. It, yeah. it is a It is a stunning, stunning development to see uh, every single time uh, it sprinkles a little bit. All of a sudden, people forget how to drive. and well, we're go, spoiled.
3: Yeah, you know, well, California, I mean, they're, they're spoiled because I'm, I'm here in Atlanta right now. Uh, and let me tell you something. It, while it could be worse weather conditions, it's cold. It's really cold. Like, I came outside, and I was like, "Yee, yeah, it's cold. And then I looked at the cars, and I saw frost. <laughs> On, on the car on the windshields and I was like I just started like I froze like I saw a ghost like I, I looked at it like it was going to come for me like the it like the frost monster you know and I was like <laughs> dang like you know, do you remember do you remember a time like like I had money at the last part of living on the East Coast, right? So it was like you hit the double tap and the car starts and and you go in and your car is nice and toasty and everything has has thawed out and melted off. Uh, But when you were younger, even, even, even when you had money, you still, when it got to the worst parts of the year, when it snowed and you had to clear your car of the snow that was on your car, man, like driving in rain. Seems to be such a like you're, like you're so soft if you can't drive <laughs> in rain. I, I, I was in uh, try black ice, man. Black ice is the worst
1: yeah what is that just ice you can't see is that what it is like uh...
3: slush and and black ice so black ice you you know i'll say if it's raining like super super hard then you're not soft you got to be smart and you got to know how to pump your brakes you know keep your keep your steering wheel straight you know you don't just slam on your brakes you slam on your brakes in any of those conditions slush black ice or or really like um heavy rain you're going to hide your plane you're light and and it's just it goes all bad man but you learn all those things man
1: the the type of world i've never lived in and don't have any clue what it's about there's gonna be people listening to this right now oh i'm telling you, people are gonna hear this right now and go oh my god man you don't even know and get probably get really upset about it i don't know what it's like to have to get up A certain amount of time early just to account for scraping off the snow on your car or or shoveling out your driveway. I have no idea what that's like. I can't imagine. It just seems like a total pain in the ass. Just a total
3: pain in the ass. Or even the fog, man. Like, you know, they don't shut roads down because of fog. You know, it's like we get roads shut down like, oh, my goodness, shut this part of the highway down. There's a little bit of fog you can't see. Man, let me tell you something. I used to drive home from Penn State to Pittsburgh, and you'd be driving in those mountains coming coming out of State College, and it would be fog, like heavy fog. Dense fog, and what you learn when you're in fog is one: you look for the red lights in front of you. <laughs> you have to, right? You, <laughs> you always focus in on the red lights in front of you and the center of the of the of the uh, highway that you're in, like whatever lanes you're in. And, and and it's so funny because it's like everybody thinks that that uh the broken lines. Or the, the, the straight lines are just there because they're there to manage us. Like, okay, you can get over. You can't get over. You don't do that. Okay, you can do that. No, people. They put those reflectors on, onto the roads and they put those, those strips onto the roads and those, those lines on the road so that in any type of weather condition, you have a guide. So when it's when it is foggy outside, you look for the red lights in front of you, so you're not running up on anybody, and, and tell uh you know kind of um what is that called when you fender bender them from the back? What what is rear that end called? them? Rear yeah. ending, yeah, right? That. You don't want We don't want to do that type yeah, of rear ending. Okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> and, and then you make sure yeah, you pay type. attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want that type. Uh, there's different types. You don't want that type. <laughs> good. Good so, catch. Yeah. 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 So then you want to make sure you're paying attention to the rear end of the car in front of you, and you want to make sure. You're paying attention to the reflectors and into the lines or or dashed lines, whatever broken lines on the road, and that's how you drive in fog. You keep—we told you this on shows prior. You keep your beams low. You don't go in the high beam mode because it makes it way worse. You just—you keep your eyes on on those three things, you know, and you're fine. And, and, and it's like crazy to me, like, oh, we got to take an exit and go all the way over here to come back to the highway to get around the fog. It's like drive through the fog, you know, yeah. it's 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 a highway. You're a driver. If you can't drive in fog, then you pull over and you put your flashers on. A lot of people do that as well. And, and a lot of times if the fog is really bad, they put their flashers on as well. Like everybody throws their flashers on. So you're in it together. You know what I mean? Like, I think East Coast people, because of the way weather conditions are, or not even just East Coast, just like, you know, anywhere where there's snow and bad weather conditions, you know, you're a team. You got to be a team when you're out there on the road. See, the problem with Californians, y'all not a team. Yeah. We're not a team when we drive. We're selfish. Like, we, we, we run past each other in our Ferraris and our, our Lamborghinis and our Porsche trucks and our great pickup trucks and all those different things. We do, we do all the most things that are just for us when we're on the road in California. But you got to drive as a team. When you're on the road, so and
1: and, and uh, can we get a round of applause for Lavar Arrington? Yeah. That's what we call. That's yeah. how you break it down. Yeah, uh, DMV my ass.
3: Yeah. Uh, no need to wait in line at the DMV for four no hours. You just came to, uh, yeah. you know, to, to, to two two pros and a cup of Joe. You know <laughs> Damn I mean? right. That's how yeah. it's done. We set you um, straight. Now
1: let me uh, let me ask you this though, because you talked okay. about driving uh, from Penn State to Pittsburgh and uh, the yeah. rolling hills, those yeah. uh, those hills there on uh, the segue over NPA. Um, yeah. We could be seeing. Um, one of the last glimpses of Ben Roethlisberger and you growing up a Pittsburgh Steeler fan we could be seeing uh, one of the last glimpses of him on a primetime stage coming up later on tonight Thursday night football week 14 in the NFL as the Steelers are on the road taking on the Viking that's an 820 uh, p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox yep. uh, as a Steelers guy Have you come to terms with that Uh, growing up a Steeler fan that, hey, man, we've had a lot of great players. I'm not saying Ben's the greatest player. I believe he's probably the greatest quarterback in the history of the franchise. Terry Bradshaw's got the Super Bowls, but as far as the credentials, the numbers and all that. I mean, this could really be it. And, and for the first time in a long time since Tommy Maddox uh, was the starting quarterback there, the Pittsburgh Steelers looks like they could be in the market for a quarterback in the offseason.
3: Well, uh, you, you set the the record, you know, kind of straight there. You know, we've never really had a franchise quarterback outside of Terry Bradshaw. And, and throughout the years of such an amazing uh, history uh, and tradition and legacy of of fine football. Uh, there's never been a quarterback that you could say you rest your hat on in terms of them being a hall of fame caliber quarterback in terms of them being just an overachiever as a player outside of Terry Bradshaw and 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 listen like I love Terry Bradshaw to death I thought he was was a really dope player I mean I'm too young to to obviously have experienced it you know first hand first hand but I did a lot of homework and I I was a fan you know people out there make sure you're a fan first you know, if if you really like the sport that you like, make sure you're a fan first. If you play the sport, make sure you're a fan. You know, because that that's that's a lost. That's something that's lost in today's athletes. They're not really fans of the game. But anyway, I, you know I, I I grew up paying attention and studying those those great seventies um, eighties um, football teams of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the one thing that they always had. Was running backs, and this is interesting because a lot of times we lose track of the receivers, but we have we have always had an amazing yep. an amazing way of developing receivers. Yep. Terry Bradshaw had John Stallworth and Lynn Swann. Um, that he was throwing the ball to. And even though Swanee didn't play very long, I mean, you're talking about two of the most prolific pass catchers uh, in terms of duos and tandems that's in the history of the game itself. And then you talk about the offensive front. Their offensive front led by Mike Webster and those guys was tremendous you know, tremendous, and then and then you go to the other side of the ball. Of course, you know the the gold shoes of L. C. Greenwood and Dwight White, and you know Holmes and 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 Mean Joe, and and then you go to the linebacking core with with Jack and 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 uh, man and, and and Lambert, and I, I mean, then then you go to the secondary, and you had Mel, you had Bone, you had Mel Blunt, you you I mean, you had. You had a defense from, from front end to back end that had perennial playmakers. You had the same exact thing on the offensive side of the ball, right? So you never really had to have a quarterback be anything but what they are. You know, they didn't have to. Mark Malone didn't have to be anything more than what he was. A a Bubby Brister didn't have to be. Oh, Bubby Brister. Yeah, Last from to the be, past. Didn't have to be anything more than what he needed to be. Tommy Maddox didn't need to be. I mean, you think about those defenses that Tommy Maddox had, you know, with Casey Hampton and yeah. Joey Porter and Jason Gildon and, you know, D- James Ferrier and Larry Foote and, and, uh, and Troy Palomalo. And then you had the bus on the other side you know you, you you sprinkle in different guys and aim is zero way here and there you know but you had receivers you had plexico Burris, you had heinz ward you had you had so many great players and, and,
1: and they were so good at drafting receivers that they could move on from a guy like plex who's a super bowl champion who's a stud and, and still keep going M- and mike wallace same one uh moved yeah. on from mike wallace
3: uh heinz ward Emmanuel retired sanders
1: there was always a guy that was next in line always a them. guy they've always you, figured it out at receiver I mean, you think
3: about Yancey Thigpen, Ernie Mills, uh, uh, Andre Hastings. They have always been able to take receivers and running backs because they've always had a strong offensive line. So the point I'm getting to right now is – Big Ben has been a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, a first ballot quarterback uh, because he was able to to one, bring the talent that that he brought from from Ohio, Miami of Ohio. But but he also was able to learn and understand how to utilize his talents and his gifts within a strong offensive offensive, uh, personnel grouping. Like he had a great offensive line. He had a great running game. He had great receivers on the edge, and he had a great defense. So when you have all of those elements, you got to understand that playing your part like the Bradshaws did is, is ultimately going to be your best asset. Basically, don't F it up we're yeah. giving you the keys to this don't mess it up and also
1: i think the, the what they've done and and people can look at them and say well you know they should have won uh you know uh, more they should have uh, they missed a lot of opportunities i mean the fact that they were able to do what they did during The meat of the Tom Brady Patriots era just goes to show you how great this has been as far as a run goes for Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. I mean, they're just—it's just—it's a phenomenally run organization, bro. Three head coaches since what 1965? Yeah, like think about that. It's
3: crazy. They say in theory, in truth, I think there was four head coaches all together. But in the, I guess, the era of whatever the era is, Super Bowl um, era, I guess. yeah, Yeah, whatever it is, I'm not sure what it is but it's three it's three coaches and and to know that those three coaches are beloved figures they are just as beloved figures the owners are just as beloved figures as any player that's ever played for the team i mean art rooney's goes still is one of the most popular deals in all of Pittsburgh, downtown Pittsburgh, the Manchester area. Shout out to Manchester and the Mexican War Streets. It's a it's it is a tradition that will never die. It's almost like, you know, it's like you think about anything of of like tradition like if it's a mascot of of a school they always have a different name but it's the same it's the same animal or if you you know you you the you know that's not popular now but with you know SeaWorld you know it's always Shamu you know it's like there's always a Rooney yeah no matter what you <laughs> no matter what era you're in there's always a Rooney and it and it always seems to be a Rooney that has just this very stoic presence, like like a like a very very regal type of presence about him. And it's amazing because the, they look vastly different. You know the original Art Rooney, look, he looked very different. Had that like Vince Lombardi look to him. You know had you know had the like the heavy coat and had the glasses and you know had his cigar and stuff like that. But he looked like a dope dude. Like he looked like the type of dude I wanted him to be my granddad or I wanted him to be my dad. Like he's one of those type of guys. But you know they endeared themselves to the community. And and the one cool thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers is they built they built a tradition and and a personality that was based off of a city it was based off of the community and it has never ever gone away it has always been the lifeblood and and just the identity of what the Pittsburgh Steelers represent, the organization, the team, the players, everything. They all have represented what the personality of the community, that city, has been. And that's why so many people love them. Yeah,
1: and uh, and take uh, advantage of this and enjoy the opportunities uh, to watch a Hall of Fame quarterback's career because this is one of our yeah, last over. glimpses in primetime.
3: <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, and, so, and look. With all that being said that I said, <laughs> it's over. And yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a wrap. Yeah, yeah,
1: And we're gonna go ahead and uh, close up shop there. But uh, but no, it's gonna be uh, go. it's gonna be fun to watch later on tonight. Again, uh, Steelers Vikings Week 14 kicks off 8:20 Eastern Time on Fox. Uh, that is the uh, the Thursday night game as we get set for a busy weekend in the NFL and beyond. It is two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, myself and LeVar Arrington here on FSR. Brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's that's so why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, so coming up next, uh, there is a, uh, a quarterback uh, in the NFL that I don't know if he knows this or not, but he may be throwing some shade at a future Hall of Famer. Find out who it is next year on FSR.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
1: What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. No Brady Quinn, just LeVar Arrington and I here on a Thursday morning, uh, getting you a uh, set for a uh, Week 14 in the NFL and beyond. LeVar Arrington uh, live on location in Atlanta, uh, yeah. dealing with the uh, frigid temperatures that uh, his days in Pittsburgh have uh, have left him. Uh, you, you, your ha- be a- ability to handle those cold temperatures see- uh, seem like they've gone uh, way far away. Because I know yeah. we're just in studio here, you struggle with uh, you know Being it's cold. cold yeah, just it's uh, you know for
3: whatever reason. Yeah. I am all. Always cold, man. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Cold because for the, man. for the longest time, I never really paid attention to cold because it was just a part of your world. It was a part of your life. I was born in it. <laughs> I was raised in it. I grew up in it. It became a part of me you
1: know. Now did you have uh, any conversations with anybody in Atlanta yet about uh, speaking of quarterbacks who are nearing the end, uh, Matt Ryan uh, and, uh, do you have any, any conversations with them about uh, Matt Ryan yet? Or, uh, uh, it's what,
3: been it's been radio silent about uh, Matt Ryan here so far you know no one that I've, I've come in contact with is, has uh, actually brought up even the team <laughs> let alone uh, Matt, Matt Ryan or a player of, of uh, specifics. Well yeah. they,
1: I mean they've got Georgia football to worry about they got a, a semifinal matchup and then a national championship they're going to try and win. Uh, I think that's the focus there. Uh, the, well,
3: I think everybody thought that was a runaway for a moment. Yeah, nah, that may uh, that oops. may have changed. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, oops, they yeah. did it again. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they mean, played with my heart.
1: Like you, you, got if you're if you're Kirby Smart and you're the Georgia Bulldogs, you got to be thinking to yourself, like, man, like if we can't get Alabama this year, when when's it going to happen?
3: You're never going to get them.
1: Yeah, like well, like when is that going to happen? If you can't get them this year, when's it going to happen? So they're uh, they're still mourning the uh, the issues and the loss there of the uh, Georgia. And who
3: Bulldogs. does Alabama have in the first round? Uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. See, they got to hope Cincinnati actually, you know, is Cincinnati. I mean – You know, Cincinnati is unbeaten. You know what I mean? Like, no one has been able to beat Cincinnati. So, I mean, that was the perfect matchup to see if you could get Alabama up out of those playoffs. You know what I mean?
1: I'll I'll be honest with you. I kind of hope Cincinnati gets absolutely blowtorched. I hope they lose by 65.
3: It was sarcasm. Um, I I, I certainly (laughs) – let me tell you something. If, if, If Cincinnati does anything other than what I'm expecting and anticipating for that game, it's a win. Yeah. I think it's a win. The logical the logical win is if they don't lose the game as if this was like a preseason game. Like you got to think and I I know this sounds horrible. I know this sounds disrespectful and I could probably only get away with this because Brady's not on the show today because he wouldn't allow he wouldn't allow for it. He would he would, you know, pop off and lose his mind. Oh, screw him. Um, But well, no, no, it's good. Um, My old brother, he's he's good, man. The old brothers are good. But but here's the thing, right? Alabama has got to be looking at this like they were playing, you know, a team that needs the money in in the beginning of the year. Yeah. You know, this is one of those come to our – come to our place we'll give you a couple million so we can beat your ass and y'all can you know use that for new uniforms and (laughs) pay for some classrooms at your school and and you know go have a good day
1: that that's always been my favorite is when people go you know we're tired of these big time programs that are playing these like uh you know uh, directional schools and uh these schools that uh you know have no chance and they're like 60 point underdogs you know who's not tired of it those schools because they make money off it yeah they'll sign up every listen you you send out the 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 kids out there. They know they're going to get destroyed, but you're going to make you know six figures. I've seen you know some of it you know five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, man, that goes a long way for some of those. Of course programs, it does,
3: man. So of course it does because they don't get those opportunities in the no. bowl games. That's going to be their only chance to make that type of money off of their program. So yeah, you know, and I know I, I derailed us from from Matt Ryan and and the Atlanta. Well, Falcons. no, listen, I, I just I'm threw sure, that out there. I just well, you know, I'm sure everyone. I'm sure everyone was happy that we did uh, take a detour from Matt Ryan and the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons, by the way, to talk about more interesting uh, situations taking place here in Atlanta, Georgia, but, uh, which that's Athens, it's not Atlanta. But, um, you know, the thing about this game, to me, and looking at the matchup of, of Alabama uh, against Cincinnati is, one, if they do get – if they get, like, just – drug it 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 really really makes it a difficult conversation moving forward for schools that aren't traditional power five schools it's just it just is it's going to become a, a a much more interesting topic a much more interesting conversation and then now you got to take a look at if they are able to to play well what does that mean i think it makes it a more complicated conversation if they play well, like, you know, if, if it's a if it's a close game and they don't win, I think it becomes a really tremendous conversation. What other schools out there exist that this this opportunity could take place, because the more teams you have that are competitive, the better it is for business. You know what I mean? So it, it would be interesting to see what other schools out there are like a Cincinnati that that could actually emerge and see better players go to those types of schools.
1: And look, it, it, I mean, look, we've seen it happen before. You know, Villanova shocked Georgetown. Um, we, we've seen, you know, big-time underdogs pull off massive upsets in these settings before. But then you also get what's more likely to happen, like a Georgia-Hawaii in the Sugar Bowl years oh, here ago. We go. No, I'm just saying, you, like go. like like Hawaii had uh, you know Colt Brennan, uh, rest yeah. in peace, and and yeah. and, and that the, great Hawaii offense. Everyone said, man, if they could just get a chance, and they got a chance against Georgia at the Sugar Bowl, and they got absolutely blowtorched. Like it yeah. was the game wasn't even close. So I feel like it's going to go more towards that direction. But Cincinnati's a good football team. I think they're much better, obviously, than that Hawaii team from years ago. Uh, but I think Alabama also much better than that Georgia team from years ago. So it's probably going to play out the way we. Uh, we expect
3: it to i have no idea how cincinnati is going to hold up in the trenches and that like it's like one thing to try to understand what you're going to do and comprehend the amount of talent and speed you're going to deal with with those receivers and and just the way that that uh bryce young is playing right now but to deal with them up front now i know that they were able to get through that that notre dame game but this is a different animal yeah this is a different Georgia and Alabama up front. Did you see that defensive tackle for Georgia? Oh. <laughs> he's, he's like 350 pounds They're at monsters, like six, man. eight, and, and can run like, like these are literally Grizzly Bears, man. Like, they are literally, they can climb trees. They can run <laughs> over 30 miles per hour. They have great agility. You need bear spray if I mean, you're going to have a chance <laughs> to win the game.
1: And they wear running back numbers. Like, you know, like Will Anderson's, you know, wears a running back number for Alabama. Like, you Jeez. see some of these D tackles for uh, for Alabama and for, Ju- I mean, it's 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 impressive to watch, man. Like and then they talk, are, yeah. then they
3: do their interview, and then their voices is kind of deep like this, like Bane. And they come up by and they say, you know, all we're willing, do is just go out there and play our game you know and then you start looking at him it's like his voice is deep he's strong as hell you in trouble
1: yeah i mean and, and it's, it's it's two different human beings when i was 20 22 years old i i was working at uh, tgi fridays these guys yeah. are playing in bowl games and they're just you know monsters uh, just lay
3: down and die man yeah
1: two different two different human beings lay down uh, all and right die. it is uh mama two, he's two, coming <laughs> two pros and yeah, a cup get Joe out of the way. fox sports radio all right it's coming up in 12 minutes from now we could be seeing the return of one of the greatest of all time we have got the details for you here uh, 12 minutes from now now on FSR. So I don't know if uh, if Taysom Hill realizes this, but, uh, you know, Kind of throwing some shade at Russell Wilson here, kind of making him look a little bad. Uh, so he's got the mallet finger, uh, which uh, you and Brady have talked about because you both have mallet finger, where uh, you know the, the tip of your finger basically uh, runs a, runs a corner route uh, all of a sudden. It looks
3: double rest. jointed.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's yeah. a weird thing. Uh, Russell Wilson is uh, trying to adjust to throwing the football. Uh, we saw Taysom Hill trying to adjust after he suffered the injury last Thursday, uh, throwing the football and and doing what he can but uh russell wilson missed a lot of weeks uh he also had uh, just a, a well-produced uh, return video put together upon his uh, his his you know return to the seattle seahawks starting lineup and just couldn't wait for everybody to show uh, that he was throwing a, a nerf football that had a, a dog bite out of it uh he couldn't throw a spiral looked awful but he's trying to figure it out uh Taysom hill uh is preparing to play this week all right, so okay. he, he just suffered the injury. He's preparing to play this week. I got to be honest with you, uh, kind of makes Russ look bad, don't it? I mean, uh, or or is this just an indicator that uh, they're not really worried about Taysom Hill throwing the ball too much and uh, he's good enough to carry the football, which is really the strength as far as his quarterback
3: play goes? It could be a little bit of all of those things. Uh, you know, for me, I, I really think that when you look at the situation with, with Taysom Hill and his finger. First off, there are different levels of of injury, you know, and in this one in particular, there's just different levels of it. It you know, it I'm not sure if if you get the surgical procedures um, purely based off of the the damage versus you you want to make sure you try to straighten your finger back. You know, for me, when I did it and I got my head, my fingers, uh, my finger got crushed in between two, two helmets and it ended up being a mallet finger. All they did was give me a splint and I had to wear the splint to, to keep it, keep my fingers straight. And, and, but I, I think that they would have had to have gone in and did a surgical procedure for them to straighten my finger back up. So. I'm not if I'm not even sure if it's based upon um, based upon the performance, like the, the I guess that operational, you know, usage of your finger um, to get the surgery that Russ got. I'm not sure. You know, I just know that you can damage it. You can damage it to the point of where the way that mallet looks runs all the way into the second part of your your digit. You know, it's not just at the top. It can mess up the the next part of your finger as well. So, depending on how that ligament was was damaged, and depending on you know how how you know the contact took place, would depend. I, w- I would assume would dictate you know the level of your usage, the 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 level of. What, what the healing process is going to be, how long it's going to take. So I would just say conventionally speaking, conventional wisdom says that Taysom Hill's finger, even while a mallet finger, just like Russ's, was nowhere near as, as severely damaged as Russ's was. Yeah, that's th- my
1: assumption. It, yeah, but that's not as fun as saying uh, that he's throwing shade at Russell Wilson by uh, returning uh, the, the very next game when Russell Wilson had to take all those weeks off and do a, a hype video for his return like that's well, it's just not as much fun like we uh, well, want to get into the medical uh, part of this whole thing and i think you're also i think you threw some shade at russell wilson when you talked about your mallet finger initially because you talked about not missing any time at all and you were back out there i in mean practice. i didn't
3: even miss a practice again right.
1: throwing shade at russ i don't know why you have to do that i think that's I
3: insulting mean, i don't know why you have to attack the guy yeah, well, we have different, we have different, um, I saw what you did there. We have, we have, we all have different levels of pain, pain tolerance. Yeah. Go oh, hugs. God. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's like scra- dragging your fingernails down the top We got to do uh, uh, You
0: can go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> Time oh, for y'all man. go to
3: bed. Good night. Time for y'all to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, did it do y'all any justice telling the whole world that y'all were doing the dirty? You know, with, just, with those videos, man.
1: It's just the, it's just all of it. It's so, Mister,
0: it's Mister, too much. Mister unlimited. It's See, corn, I feel like unlimited. I feel, unlimited. Like, I feel like that's,
3: I feel like that's all bedroom driven, man. But yet, yeah, I, Anyway, okay. So anyway, the the <laughs> idea of it for me was, I just buddy taped my fingers together and, and and went back to work. I don't have to throw a football. So so the idea of this is, and I've never played at the level. Uh, especially you know for for what Russell Wilson has, has accomplished for me to even sit here and try to you know justify anything that Taysom Hill yeah, who has done he's or would listening. have said you know but but the idea of it is is that Taysom Hill is 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 not a he's not a starting quarterback in the National Football League <laughs> there it is he's not he's not he's not a legitimate starter you know, for, for – he's not a franchise guy for your, your organization. So I would say the best suggestion for him and his mallet finger is to try to make sure whatever it is he's going to do for the rest of this season that he does it at as high a level as he possibly can because it's an audition for whatever it is that he's going to be. But it ain't going to be a starting quarterback.
1: No, and and I think – look, I think we've seen that. And I know that the injury did factor into his performance last week, but – Uh, We've seen enough times, you know, by now that it's okay. Well, you can't rely on him to stand there and throw the ball forty times in a game. Like it's he's he's going to play the position differently. I think Sean Payton just likes the idea of making it work at the highest level. Whatever whatever that whatever working is, I think he just likes the idea of taking this guy who couldn't make a Packers team when he came out and he was undrafted, and turning him into a quarterback who, might I add, is going to, by the time he retires, have made a pretty nice chunk of change for for a guy who's sort of a gadget player like like he he is what tim tebow possibly could have been had he been open-minded enough to the idea of playing something other than just being a quarterback
3: like and i've always felt that i just you know I, i i think that when you have situations like a taysom hill um who had a, a good amount of success at the college level and comes into the pro ranks and is able to play well enough to, to get a, a good convert, a good contract. I, I you know, it is what it is. What it him, is. Yeah. Yeah. Things define themselves. People's careers ultimately define themselves based upon, you know, a lot of different, A lot of different elements. Tim Tebow's had had a lot more different elements at play um, with him and his career than what Taysom Hill had. So I don't judge, I don't judge Tebow for how his career went. Um, I think he should have got more of a chance. I think he got a little bit of a raw deal, but that's just one man's opinion. As far as Taysom Hill, he still has a chance. It'd be interesting to see what he's able to do with it because his time is winding down. Yeah, no,
1: he's uh, in, in, and we'll get to see how this all plays out this week. Uh, Still up in the air. To whether or not he's going to be uh, ready to rock for uh, their game against the Jets, but uh,
3: he's at least going to try and give it to go. Uh, give oh, it a go. sure. It's uh, sure.
1: two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar, Arrington, Jonas Knox. You no, got to use Brady that mallet finger. you got to yeah. use
3: that mallet to hammer it down. Yeah. You gotta, come on, you got to nail it down. Let me tell you something.
1: something. I'm giving Brady the mallet finger right now for not showing mm. up on the show. That's what I'm mm. giving him. Uh, by the way, coming, oh, up, wow. uh, coming up next year on FSR, we could be seeing the return of one of the greatest of all time. We'll tell you all the details next year on FSR. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters?
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. That's one word you can never use when speaking of the the greatest, <laughs> one
1: kidding. of the greatest
3: of all time. Listen,
1: yeah. uh, when I criticize, I, chances are I have no idea who I'm criticizing. I just want to say it. I got to get it off my chest. Hey
3: Absolutely. man, I was front row at a at a Stevie Wonder concert with with Trish one time, and and Stevie Wonder waved at me. I I was blown away, yeah. man. He you saw he you. Was, There's <laughs> a
1: hey, listen. Look, hey, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of speculation out there. <laughs> there is a lot of speculation out there about the um, you know I don't want to say validity of uh, but uh, you know the the <laughs> handicap that he has because people have uh, noticed times when it when a mic stand fell and he caught it and it's like well how's that happen?
3: Uh, hey, and- bro, let me tell you something. People's senses are un. Our ability to adapt and to adjust to where we are are not as, you know, efficient Levar, or it's it's not there.
1: Lavar, if you can't see and a mic stand falls, you know, to catch it. Come on, man. You, okay, can, hear
3: on. Hear you can hear it. Hear what? You can sense it. It hasn't It, it. Yeah, so it didn't hit the ground.
1: It? It, we're not talking about, you know. Oh, like, you uh, can't see.
3: That's why I'm trying to tell you. You wouldn't be able to hear it or feel it the way that he would be able to your senses your senses start to make up the deficit i'm telling you your right. senses make up the deficit you ever watch you ever watch in the dark you uh, should watch that show in the dark man i'm telling you is it like you you would be surprised what what your senses are able to do what show dictate. in
1: the dark yeah let's yeah what are we talking about here
3: is that well, uh i mean is that no. lee's show I mean, do, do, do you need do you need the lights on to be able to catch what you need to catch when you're in the dark? Like, yes. I mean, think, no, you don't. <laughs> Let me tell you no, something. No, you
1: <laughs> don't. Hey, I, I'm going to further exploration, uh, but I don't want to lose my job. Um, oh, okay. By the All way, right. uh, you know, this is a place that uh, you're very uh, fond of, very familiar with, uh, Las Vegas, because Damn. we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com like lavar did last week old uh, I did. mandalay errington over there
3: Shouts out to up on game here's my shameless yeah. plug we we celebrated our year anniversary of doing the show so shouts out to my man tj plex i do a, a a weekend show with them um outside of what what people may think about jonas doing his his one-man show on the weekend yeah I, I, I actually do Well, listen, I mean. Different type of, of like, kind of format on on the weekend. So make sure you check us out. We come on immediately after you want to turn your radio on. Yeah. That's that's, that's a good point. At at 9 a.m., you know, Pacific time. (laughs) Noontime, noontime (laughs) Eastern Standard, you know. But as soon as you get up and you want to turn your radio on at that moment in time, we'll be, you know, we'll be on your radio. Unbelievable. Uh, All right. uh, Coming up. (laughs) Tell them why that was horrible. uh, Tell them why that was horrible. Because my
1: show's on before you. Well,
0: yeah. Right,
1: uh, right now it is time uh, to get to a very abbreviated version of something we do on the show called this.
0: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it.
1: And for that we turn it over to Lee to Lap to find Go out fast. what the hell's going on, Lee. Go you, fast, You Lee.
2: guys, he's back. Tiger Woods has committed to play in the PNC Championship with his son Charlie. The event's going to be That's in Pittsburgh. December in Orlando. It's going to be his first competition oh. since his leg, uh, well, significant leg injury in and car crash in February. Oh, the leg
1: got I, injured. Okay, okay, let me ask you this. If he never competes in a major
3: tournament again, would you miss him?
1: Well, I I'm I'm okay with it. Honestly, like at some point you got to move forward. He's done everything he could possibly do. Um, he's had one of the most interesting careers. We could say that
3: about Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, but but as far as like like interesting careers, like Tiger went all the way down rock bottom and came all the way back up. Man, if the guy doesn't want to play anymore, he can't play anymore. I'm good with it. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Just want to let that be
3: clear. I'm glad that you got one topic in, Lee. That's that's all I can say. Sorry about uh, Mandalay Airport. Sorry, sorry, Lee. Sorry.
0: (laughs)